Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. It's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red falling! Blue poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke. It's Hot Rocks on Purple Daily. 588! 387! Okay, it is that time again. The routes they do burn where we ask questions from around the league as well as sometimes pertaining to the Minnesota Vikings in uh, sort of roundtable fashion. Jed Zelgad, Jonathan Harrison, ramp it up. Jonathan, we're ready to go. And uh, we have a new addition. Can you try it out? Can you play the NFL music and this at the same time? Uh, uh, hold on. Let me switch see, the music. See, yeah, see if you can do it. Oh, wait. I had to switch where I was getting my music from. Okay. It's all right. We'll give it time. It's worth it. It's got payoff. I can't hear it as well as I was hoping to. We'll get it better. Um, we're working on finding old video game clips where they give hot routes or audibles at oh, the yeah. offensive line. So that one is from NFL Quarterback Club. Maybe we need to like give it a little more space so you can kind of hear it. But there's like Tech Mobile with a hut, 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 hut. Mac, you and, love that one. Yeah, yeah the, we, the, the we used to play that club. one. Yeah, so we're, we're working on it. But we want to okay. add that to hot routes, old video game connections there. All right, let's start it off. All right. Cam Newton, fellas, was placed on injured reserve. I need to know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. Should he call it a career? Should he sit out a year and come back? Is he going to play with somebody else? How does this play out? Judd Zolgad. Well, I think it plays out with him almost certainly uh, sitting out a year to get his body right. And I think it plays out, if you're asking me what I think he'll do, I think he will try and come back. What do I think he should do? I think he should retire. He's been beat up physically. He's been... Think about the amount of times he has carried the football and taken hits. And I understand that he's a very big man. But nonetheless, at some point in time, your body gives out. And I think that Cam is there. And if he comes back now and is healthy now, guess what? Something else soon thereafter is going to go. So I think he will try and come back with a different team here 
My advice, if I were his agent, would be enjoy the money. You're probably rich, I would hope, beyond belief. You don't need to play again. Jonathan, do you think he should uh, retire or take some time off and then potentially find another team if Carolina wants to jump ship? I think he should absolutely retire. He's made, what, $121 million over his career? You don't need to play again and risk your body even further. He was fined for giving away those footballs, though, so you have to factor that into his salary, Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah, they not find you like twenty five thousand dollars or something. You get fined for every football that you give away, don't really? you? Yeah, it's it's oh, a you, really that's high price. It's been a long standing rule. You throw the ball into the stands or give it to a kid. I didn't realize it was that fine. high. I knew it was a rule, but I didn't realize uh-uh, the yeah. fine was that and high. I that's think ridiculous. If you're the fan who catches it, you're supposed to give it to an usher or something. Oh, you're not really? Supposed to keep it? I think they oh, do. I, didn't I mean, know if that. Cam hands it to you, I think no one's going to come down and snatch it. In fact, you're fined away. But yeah, if you're a fan, you're fined. Fined, right? Two thousand dollars to the fan. Have your credit card information. Um, so you think he Goodell retires. comes it. Uh, yeah, I think I, he should retire. No, I, I think, think he, he should doesn't. retire and go into the media. I think he doesn't. I think he tries to play, but I. But if you're asking me what I think he should do, I think he should retire. I think he should take a year off and then continue to play, but only with that stipulation. Like take next season off, come back and play a couple of more years after your body is fully healed. I don't think he was fully healed from last year, and then they send him out there in the preseason. He gets hurt again. That would be a stipulation for his future contract. Do not play me in the preseason. Thank you. That was senseless by Ron Rivera. The guy's been around long enough. But looking down the road, there's teams that will need quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> yes, right? there, I mean, there are. always are, and he could a make lot of them maybe. a lot more money then. And uh, we've seen plenty of guys come back from injuries. I'm not 100% convinced that Andrew Luck doesn't come back at age 33 and say, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good about playing this game again. And then someone will just roll up a boatload of cash for him, right? It might be an Egan. Boy, that would be something. That would be That'd really be something. But like the Tennessee Titans do not have a quarterback. So even if he just took the rest of this year off and tried to find a new team sure. next year, that would be one I just team. Think he's so beat to hell. Be what about think... Denver? Oh no, there's Denver. there's definitely teams. Drew Locke isn't going to be their quarterback. I mean, Chicago's going to need a new. Chicago quarterback will soon. need another quarterback. There will be opportunities here if they decide to move on, and I, I don't know if they will or if they'll have loyalty to him. But that would be a fascinating twist to the teams that need quarterbacks. How about the Jets? They're trying to actively ruin their current quarterback. Yeah, I know. I, they'll give him more time, I think. But in terms of oh, teams... That, they will. I just don't have any faith in them. But I believe Tennessee, Denver, and Chicago can actually be good teams if they just had good quarterback play. I think that's what happens. I don't think Cam is walking away from the game. Okay. Uh, Chargers owner, did you see his quotes? I can't oh, yeah. read them. He <laughs> lost his freaking mind. I heard mind. Him this morning. They had to bleep him out. Right. He swore like crazy when he was asked about the potential of the Los Angeles Chargers moving to London, which means it's probably true. Like, you know, a little overreaction oh, there, yeah. huh, to that story? Yeah. Um, let's say that London is not happening, which I think it probably will eventually. It's just everything is leaning that way. But let's say that it doesn't. The Chargers can't stay in L.A., right? Like, this has become a laughing stock. If they open that new stadium and nobody shows up... Well, why did they move there in the first place? Right. The yeah, Rams went great, there. That's a great question. Right. The Rams went because there. Because they were very greedy. It's yeah. the first time yes. in NFL history <laughs> any owner has been greedy. Yep. Um, let's say, though, that they decide this just isn't working. Yep. The Rams are popular, but no one wants to come see our games. Where should the Los Angeles Chargers move if that is the case. So, what city? So the two rumors that I've seen in recent days are London and St. Louis, actually. Again, the third bite at the apple for the St. Louis market. But you know what? One place. Back to San Diego. Yeah. 
Get a stadium deal done there. The, the league can help, okay? The league has billions of dollars. But San Diego is perfect for a team. The climate there is perfect as can be. They did nothing wrong. Okay, they wouldn't build them a stadium. But guess what? Finally, somebody said no, right? So let's reach a deal of some sort. It doesn't have to be a mammoth, gorgeous stadium. In San Diego, it doesn't have to be a dome. It can be open air. It doesn't have to have a glass roof that's all pretty and shiny, okay? But they belong in San Diego. It was a perfect fit. There was nothing wrong there. Put them back. in. St. Louis doesn't want an NFL team. They like baseball, okay? They're a weird market, but they like baseball. God bless them for that. San Diego. The one I saw, I think you 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 did mention it, St. Louis. I think that if you're not going to go back to San Diego, which I can't see their owner doing, just kind of taking the ego hit there and going back to San Diego, go to St. Louis. It's a good, it's a decent enough market. I mean, like you said, they haven't wanted football though, but it is a decent enough market that you should be. They're all for two, yeah, so they right. might as well try and go for strike three. I guess the, the question with St. Louis is, I don't think of support though, or whether they show up. It's really corporate support, maybe. Yeah, and can you actually I, yeah. make money? And there it's a baseball town. As much money, it's really? a, it's not a football town. It's yeah. just a baseball town. It's a weird dynamic, but it's a baseball town. I am going to say Toronto if there are no plans of moving the Buffalo Bills, which I think there are. I think there are. And I, isn't Toronto too close? to Buffalo? Wouldn't there be a It's not. You think it is, but it's not. It's it's only a two-hour drive, but it's across the border, and people who are in Toronto are not Buffalo Bills fans, because they played games in Toronto uh, for four or five years, and A, nobody showed up, so they were basically giving away tickets, and B, when they did show up, they showed up in jerseys of different teams. Just like, oh, an NFL game in our here city in Toronto. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like Los Angeles or like London. London. Like London. They all show up in different jerseys. And it's because they don't have their team, but it's in North America. It's right over there. It's very, very close. Can Buffalo Buffalo. block that? Uh, Probably, but I don't think they should because I just don't think that their fan base is there. Hmm. I think it would be a great maybe rivalry potentially between Buffalo and Toronto because Torontonians love to come down to Buffalo and cover hockey games or go to hockey games cheaper and then talk about how crappy Buffalo is. As as if it could be compared (laughs) to Toronto, which is one of the biggest cities. So they pay less to come there and then they trash it. And then they trash it. That's correct. You know what? I like those people. Yeah, they're uh, Torontonians are. Are not the classic super nice Canadians. They They're come down, they drink your Tim Hortons, and then yes. they trash you. And, uh, yep, uh, but they made uh, Buffalo Bisons AAA games more entertaining because they showed up for their Toronto Blue Jays prospects. And they can drink too, right? Oh yeah, they well, can drink that Molson. That's a different story. So I, I think Toronto would be an interesting market yeah, still for the NFL, like just not to take the Bills and move them there because then all Buffalo is just not going to work for them. Next hot route here. Deshaun Jackson went on injured reserve, and it seems like his career is winding down. He's been a really good player, like the classic Hall of Very Good NFL player. Great career, lots of money. You want him on your team, but he's not Jerry Rice. He's not a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Give me the current Hall of Fame receivers who are playing right now, where there's no question this guy is a Hall of Famer. I think the receiver conversation is tough. With who to put in and who not. And to keep play. in mind, it's very, very difficult to get in yep. at that position, right? And that's why I think so, that the list is going to be very small. <laughs> so I did research You've on. Got to start on this. with one guy, right? I'd, I got four names for you. Oh, wow. all right. I've got four names with two borderline, or actually one borderline guy and one name food for thought who I don't think has a chance because of how this, um, how these discussions and selections and voting goes. Okay, 
shoe in Larry Fitzgerald. Correct. Yep. He yes. will walk into Canton. No doubt about he it. He deserves it. Great player. Longevity. He has everything on the resume that you could want. My next one, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I think he goes in. My next one, I think he goes in um, but a little bit statistically behind Jones. But there's a case to be made. A.J. Green. That's going to be 111 games. I think he is. 602 receptions, 8,097 yards, 63 touchdowns in eight years, okay? Jones is at at 119, 748 receptions, 11,000 plus yards, 55 touchdowns in nine years. Okay, here's where there's going to be a big debate, but statistically this guy deserves it. But there will be a major debate because the holier-than-thou Hall of Fame committee is going to have a long discussion on this one. Antonio Brown, statistically. I, I think keeping him out would be a crime. I, 131 games, 841 receptions, 11,000-plus yards, 75 touchdowns in 10 years. And he was largely but a don't good you think, teammate and but a don't hard you, worker but don't all you, things throughout his career. Don't you think the Peter Kings of the world are going to be like, <clears throat> well, let me speak well, up here. Peter King was the one that said that Darren Sharper should be in, so I don't okay, know. Okay, maybe it won't be Peter yeah. King, but I do think <laughs> I that know, they'll I have. I know what you mean. The gatekeepers who decided to punish Terrell Owens Correct. for a couple of years and just because he wasn't the nicest famer. guy. Yeah, who is Can you imagine that one of the Hall top of Fame speech? five ever? Antonio Brown. Oh, that would be cool. He might not show up to. He though. might do the Terrell Owens, but yeah. he. I, I think he absolutely deserves it. I agree yeah. with everybody on their on your list. Is there anybody else on yours? Wait, I got Sean two. Fink? I got two more just outside. But could one guy could come in and make it here? DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, and then the one that I think it's an interesting discussion because he's won so much. Julian Edelman. Oh man, that would be a crime. But I don't think he goes. Day. But he's a patriot. Like that exactly. Way, that's very possible. There's a lot but, of reasons. But you know what? What is interesting about that, though, like. with the Patriots, is there are some guys on those teams that have had to wait longer, I think, because Brady gets all the credit and Belichick mm-hmm. gets all the credit. Like Ty Law. Ty Law is one of the best corners, yeah. I think, to ever play. And yep. he had to wait, right? Didn't he have to wait? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he did. And then uh, Willie McGinnis still isn't in, is he? I don't think so. Willie McGinnis should be in. I mean, anyway. He's a great player. But Fitzgerald, Jones, Green, and Brown to me. And Brown should go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, those are all the guys on my list. I mean, that's that's a good list. I mean, it's going to be, like you the guys re- said. Heavy research here. <laughs> it's going to be tough for any of, the, any of the guys outside of that list to get in because wide receiver is such a hard position to get into the Hall of Fame. I think that Michael Thomas makes it. His numbers through a few years here have been uh, as good as anyone ever. The other guy that I think is really interesting for potential future, and this is where it just gets tough because there's so many great players, but you can't put in all of these guys. Right. But down the road, if they ever get a quarterback who isn't a, I can't say an appropriate word on the radio, but Jameis Winston, someone who is not Jameis Winston, Mike Evans has a chance. And this guy has been one of the most dominant receivers in the NFL every year. It's just that his quarterback is a not great. That's not dude. what Bruce Arians tells and me. He's a mess. Bruce Arians and loves I, him. I don't know what you're talking about. I would pick anyone over him. I will take Matt Moore over Jameis Hopkins, y- yes or no, do you think? DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that I, if he continues like this with right Deshaun now, Watson, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's where we get into a really difficult place because Michael Thomas, if he continues like this, is going to deserve it. So is Mike Evans. Yep. So is DeAndre Hopkins. And then there are more guys who are on the way, who could be very, very good. So I, I think it's... um, And then you also have Odell Beckham, too, who has not played very well like this year, but imagine if he gets it together, or if Baker gets it together, or if he gets traded somewhere else. I think the gatekeepers keep has, him out. 
I really for do. what though, dude? I, I, don't, I know, I know I what you're saying. I do not understand with these receivers, I, like where they just hate them as people when they didn't really do. Anything. I think Antonio Brown has a better chance to, to get past the gatekeepers than OBJ does. Like Terrell, Terrell Owens think, did some yeah. goofy stuff, and maybe he wasn't a great teammate. But Terrell Owens didn't hurt anyone, and the same thing I, goes for Odell Beckham. I mean, I hear you. I'm just telling you. You know catches, how these guys react. A hundred catches. I mean, but he was a pain in New York, yeah. and we know that. Yep, yep. All right. Last one here. uh, And you didn't talk to me one Tuesday. (laughs) One sports book is apparently returning bets that people made for Mitch Trubisky as MVP. So I want you guys to give me what your absolute worst preseason take was and why it blew up in your face. Uh, I think my worst preseason take was the night that Andrew Luck retired, saying, "Oh, the Colts are dead in the water. They are yeah, not you going." Underestimated Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett's a backup quarterback. He is not a starting quarterback, and now the Colts are, are five and three. And every time I watch Brissett, I'm pretty damn impressed. So my assumption that Andrew Luck retiring had submarined the Colts, and that's why the fans were booing poor Luck off the field, despite the fact that his career was going to be done. That's probably uh, that was a pretty bad take. Mine was actually a write that down. It was that Baker Mayfield would throw for 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 8 to 12 interceptions. Unless he doesn't throw another interception for the rest of the season and starts throwing touchdowns like they're going out of business, he's not going to live up to that. He finds a way to make an ass of himself every he press really conference. By the way, he said today that he did all the mustache shaving yep. uh, because he shaved his mustache off because he didn't deserve to have a handlebar mustache. Like This guy might what? just be a freaking idiot. Yeah. Like right? I mean, like, he's a, who acts this way? Yeah. Who's what? How are you? Your, your team you is off. He's a left-handed pitcher, gentlemen. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's just <laughs> sort of goofy. Goodness. But he. But he also might not be very smart. But, I mean, as a no. guy, like he might just not have that level of intelligence that is required to be great in this game. Color, I believe that you and I both had intricate discussions during the course of the offseason about two things. One is we were skeptical on Cleveland, if I remember, yes, for sure. and one is be wary of Chicago. Oh, these, those were great So I takes. feel pretty good about those two. I also believed in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens organization. I had them way up there. So there there were good takes for sure. What's your but worst take? My worst take was that Atlanta was going to bounce back. That was probably the worst. They were getting guys back healthy yeah. that had been lost the year before. Yeah. And Matt Ryan played really well in 2018, but... Didn't get any help on the defensive side, so I thought, okay, these guys come back healthy. And Dan Quinn's a defensive here comes guy. Atlanta. They draft Defense a couple, will be fine. I know they draft a couple offensive linemen, like Carolina and Tampa Bay aren't that strong, so all they have to do is kind of hang tight with yeah. New Orleans. They have the offense to do so. Julio's still in his prime. Kelvin Ridley's a good player. Like they're gonna roll. Here comes the Falcons. Watch out, week one. And then we thought Big the Vikings. The Vikings are really but, good because they won that game. I, I, well, I also, <laughs> but I will say this though. Week one, you and I went. Oh no, I was wrong about the. I was wrong about the Falcons. Like week one, we decided that one was over. Um, aside from that, though, the NFL has kind of played out largely like we thought it would. Yes, it has. Like Houston being at the top with Deshaun Watson, Green Bay. We didn't know, and but but we thought that their offense would be improved and that they would be better. We thought Los Angeles might slip back. Yep. I think so. I didn't um, see San Francisco coming like this. I will say that I I did a year ago. The, yeah. the Niners right now are sitting on the success that we actually talked about in the summer of 2018, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We thought they were we thought, be really oh, man, they're going to be really year, good. Yeah, but, and then, but Garoppolo then they got just hurt. continued to add talent. Um, we got a couple of minutes before we get Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. I want to ask you something, Judd, about what I wrote at scorenorth.com, free website. 
by the way, uh, about the Vikings' offensive kryptonite, yeah. is what I call it. You can read the whole article, did a ton Great of piece. film really work on it. Thank you. Um, so check that out, scorenorth.com. Um, Kirk Cousins was asked about Thielen not being in and how teams try to take away Stephon Diggs, which, of course, he's going to get asked about that now after Diggs had one catch for four yards. Something I discovered from watching the game back was that uh, Kansas City was using a lot of two-deep safeties, which means either man coverage with two-deep safeties, cover four, uh, things like that. And noticeably, Diggs would be running go routes and, and deep you know, double moves and stuff, and he couldn't get behind the safety because they were playing up over the top. And as we know, this quarterback, when there's a safety over the top of his receiver, will not throw it up there, even though he should sometimes. Yes. Let it fly, and if it gets picked off, it's a punt. You'll be all right. Like It's no big deal, but he won't do that, so we know that. And Kansas City was able to take out Stephon Diggs that way. Asked about that today, Cousins said, well, you know, maybe we could have run some more underneath stuff for Diggs, which I was a little surprised to hear him say that. But um, especially after his head coach had said, you say too much in the media, and then he says maybe we could have run some more underneath stuff. Which is true. But I think he's right. I, I, I would not disagree with Kirk Cousins on that, that that's an adjustment you have to make on the fly mm-hmm. offensively. And that makes me wonder, now this game, I think they can absolutely win. I'm not super impressed with Dallas because of the wins that they've had, and they might be a fraudulent team. But if you can't make those adjustments to get Diggs the football this week and you stick with that same thing and Dallas does the same thing Kansas City does, we're going to run into what we did last year. I I think it should be a bit of a concern that Kansas City did a thing that was able to put... I don't want to say shut down Diggs because he was still open. They didn't shut down Diggs. They kind of shut down Kirk throwing to Diggs, I think is the better way to put it. I would be a little concerned about that going forward, that other teams are going to watch this. And we didn't think Kansas City's defense was that good, by the way. Right. That other teams are going to watch what Washington did in the first half and what Kansas City did and say, you know what? If Thielen's not 100%, then we're going to do this. Or even when Thielen is 100%, we're going to play these safeties over the top and we're going to double those guys again and force you to do other things. And that's going to require some adjustments for the Vikings on offense, I think. I guess I come back to, I don't get, uh, to Kirk's point, and Kirk's right, I don't understand how mid-game, or at some point in time on Sunday, though, you didn't adjust that. Because Diggs can do a variety of things. It's what makes him so special. He can do anything, basically. And so, you know what? Here's, Here's what confuses me. What Kansas City did, if you have the personnel to do it, and it also includes interior pressure, and they do, what Kansas City did is what we've been calling for teams to do for how long now? Like, how many times did we in that Eagles game look at what they were doing and say, You're, that, that makes no sense? So Kansas City did something that if you are Stefanski Kubiak, you should be expecting. And then you say, okay, they did that, bang, now we're going to do this. Where was the counter-adjustment there? That, that becomes my biggest question. So the counter-adjustment from watching the game back on the coaches' film was the screen passes, which was a, a really good adjustment. But Kirk Cousins said in his post-game press conference that you can either be in the penthouse or the poorhouse with screens, which was exactly what happened there, where they hit a 32-yard screen to C.J. Ham and two others to Delvin Cook that went for 15 or 20 yards, but then they tried one at the end of the game to Irv Smith, who can absolutely run with the ball, but they were on it. They had anticipated that they were going to stick with throwing those screen passes, and then they caught Irv Smith for a seven-yard loss that killed any chance of the Vikings going down the field for a game-winning drive there. And, you know, 
you can go to those screens and they certainly do help, uh, but you cannot consistently use them. They have to be a change up because once you start to make that a big part of what you do all the time, unless you're really super good at it, like Andy Reid is, they're probably going to start sniffing them out. I think there are a couple answers here to this, which is one to have a secondary plan for Stefan Diggs. Like, this is how we're usually going to use him, but if. That shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't. It, but this is our counterpunch. Correct. Like, he has to be. I've, it, I think I've said this since 2016. Stefan Diggs is the centerpiece of your offense. Right. So the, so your, your plan cannot be, well, they've taken Diggs away. What else do we do now? It right. has to be, right. they've taken Diggs away from the go routes and the nine routes. So now, this Lance? And how do we use him now? The other thing that concern, he can't disappear. The other thing that concerns me a little bit here is down the stretch they're going to face some pretty good interior rushers. They're not done facing good interior rushers in this game. In fact, correct? And yes, the, said, yeah, uh, Malik Collins. Dallas is a good one. Okay, so th- there's a there's a bunch of them. I, ha- I listed them, and yep. uh, I'm looking forward. Well, to they the got article. Green Bay again. A, they got Chicago yeah, again. Green Bay again. Chicago again, and uh, even Seattle has a decent interior rusher. Mm-hmm. But um, I, when I listen to Kirk Cousins criticize himself for not being as accurate as he expected to be and part of it being the off-platform throws he creates those he creates his off-platform throws by standing in one spot and not drifting in the pocket and not moving and he's in the right spot technically by how it was drawn up in the playbook with the way gary laid it out there he's exactly in the right spot but the spot doesn't anticipate chris jones picking your guy up and sacking you with his butt like that's what is frustrating about cousins is he said today it's uncharacteristic of me And, and that's right that he's a very accurate quarterback but I just saw this happen in week four. So it's kind of characteristic of you when you get this certain type of pressure. So if you're not able to diagnose that that's what the issue is, is that you're not deciding on the fly to go farther back or to roll out or whatever, then you're never going to change this issue. And going into this game against Dallas, they have very good linebackers who could shut down your run. They have Malik Collins who can get after you. I think it that would be the biggest concern I have going in this game. It's characteristic of Kirk to fall apart when uncharacteristic things happen to him. Correct? That's Yep, that's right. That's just who he is. Uh, we're going to talk with Mike Renner next. Thank you for your time. Thank Mr. you. Zolgad. Love hot routes, by the way. Uh, Always we, love hot We got routes. some huge football going on at TCF Bank Stadium. TFC, what? TCF TC, Bank. Okay, yep. I don't know why. 11 a.m. kickoff like, on. Did I just mess that up? No, nope, you got it right. You looked at me like I might have. Oh, uh, no, no. So we got, we, got some, uh, we got some big football going on, college football, and we want to talk to him about that and which Gophers have NFL potential. We'll talk with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus when we return on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.